Let the spirit move you. Dance. I want you guys to like mosh pit. Guys can mosh pit in the middle, like around Chris. Literally just jump around him. Chest bumps all around. Ladies, I'm not sure if you guys are with the chest bumps. You guys like, whatever, like elbow bumps, you know, whatever you guys do, but just, you know, keep it PG, okay? <laughs> so why are you watching the girls worship? No, we're not getting there, okay? Can I get an amen? All right, do me a favor. Do a Holy Ghost stick up. Lift your hands up in the air. Everybody in this place, lift your hands up in the air. We're going to say, God. Come on, close your eyes. We say, God, I want you to mess me up in this time of worship. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, In Jesus' name. See that. And I'm after your heart, should I be still when the worship starts, Lord? And I'm so in love with you, what can men do, can't hold me back anymore? Here we go. And you spin over me, and you are pleased when I spin myself on you. I'm gonna let go. Here we go. And really worship, letting my dance come forth. Dance. Come on, dance. Dance. Let the spirit move you. Dance. Dance. The whole. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's like two of them jumping. Lights go off. It's like, where am I? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, let me do me a favor. Let me have all the guys come to the middle of the stage for me, please. Come to the middle. All the guys, all the guys. All of them, all of them, all of them. My man, Junie, my man, Jacob, my man, Justin, especially. Get Justin in the middle. He's a crazy guy. Come on. Let me have all the guys in the middle. So when we start this part, go dance. I want you guys to jump. Let me see if you can hit your head on the top and give each other chest bumps. Okay, just don't start fighting, okay? Like, he hit me the wrong way. Start fighting. We fight, we fight. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, y'all ready to do this? And la ladies, ladies, let's get the ladies together. Let me have all the ladies go from, guys, move over here just a little bit. Let me get the ladies on this side. And the ladies can do their thing, whatever they become creative with. Ladies, just jump around, run around, do something. Guys go like buck wild. Just like, ooh. Make that noise as you do it, too. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ready to worship the Lord today? Let me sing, I'm after it. I'm after your heart. Should I be still when the worship starts, Lord? I'm in love with you. What can men do? Can't hold me back anymore. Spin. You spin over me, and you are pleased when I spin myself on you. I'm gone. Here we go. And really worship, letting my dance come forth. Dance. Go jump. Dance. Let the spirit move you. Dance. We dance. The Holy Spirit in you. Dance. We dance. 
up, I'm after you, here we go. I'm after your heart, should I be still when the worship starts to look? And I'm so in love with you, what can men do? Can't hold me back anymore. Here we go, you spin, here we go, and spin. You spin over me, and you are pleased when I spin myself on you. I'm gonna let go, here we go. Philly worship, let go jump. Follow the leader. And Simon says in worship. So whatever I say, you guys do, alright? Y'all ready? Here we go. Oh, yeah. We jump for you, we jump for you. Come on and jump today for the Lord. Come on and spin for him. We spin for you. We spin for you, Jesus. Come on and hop on leg. Hop on leg. Shout, come on and shout it out, shout it out, shout it out. Oh, sing it out. We dance, dance. Let the spirit move you. Dance, dance. The Holy Spirit in you. Dance, we dance. Let the spirit move you. We'll give it up to Jesus. I love, I love the way this sounds, but I love Jesus more, amen. Come on, y'all. It's okay to be excited and be crazy for God, amen. It's our expression of worship. Hallelujah. This next song is called Let It Rain. Y'all familiar with that song? The song is talking about God opening up the heavens, right? And Him pouring out a blessing, Him pouring out His Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came down in power, the Bible says that the disciples were filled with the Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. With the evidence of speaking in tongues and the Holy Spirit came upon a people and right there people were radically changed that they went out to the streets and they preached Jesus. This month we're talking about that, sharing your faith. But before we do that, let's encounter God right now, amen? Come on, I said amen. Oh, sing out to you today. Come on, just close your eyes right now. We're going to worship the Lord. He's so worthy, He's so worthy. So worthy, Lord. It's why we come and why we come. Come fill every heart, come fill every broken heart. Come take away the pain, come take away. Come meet us, Lord. Say, open up, open up. Say, open up the floodgates. 
to come and have your way, to come and move us, Lord, to come and move us in power. Come on. If you're thirsty for the Lord in this place, just call him down right now. Just call him down. If you just want to worship right now, I just invite you to lift your hands right now. Come on, let's just call him down. We call you down to move out, to move the Lord. Come and move, come and move. Want you, Lord, prove your power. Oh, who sing fire for? Fire. Something more, something more. 
expecting something more, you want God to do something more in your life, just raise your hands right now. Just ask Him to fill you up. Say, fill me up. Say, Jesus, fill me up. Come on, God. You see hungry hearts today. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now. You feel hearts today, Jesus. Feel hearts today. Feel desperate hearts. Feel hungry hearts.
just take the next couple of moments right now, just tell God you love him. That you're willing to go deeper. That you're willing to give up. That you're willing to just lay down, surrender. When you come to the Lord, it's not about everything that you have together in life. Or it's not about the things that are falling apart. It's just about encountering the love of Jesus. So in an attitude of worship with all eyes closed, would you just go after Jesus right now? You just say, Jesus, I want to get to know you. I want your spirit to come and meet me in this time of worship. In this service, I don't want to leave here the same way. God, I hear about this love that you had for me on a cross. And I want to experience it. I want to encounter it. We'll just take these next couple of moments right now to seal off what now what Jesus did. But the Holy Spirit is doing what he's going to do. Come on. If all you can say is this, I want more. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I want you for me and my family. Just say that. Just tell them in your own words right now. You don't have to shout it. But if you shout it, let them know. But if you shout it, let them know. Let your neighbors know how good he is to you. Come on, just worship. So good, you're so good, you're so good. You're so good, you're so good. You're so good to me. You're so good to me. Oh, Father, we can easily cover our steps, fix our wrongs as if nothing happened. We can easily wash our hands of the mistakes that have happened or not, but we can't wash our heart. It's impossible, but it's only possible by the blood of Jesus, and we plead that blood in this place for every person. If you've made a mistake, if you've sinned before the Lord, the Bible says he'll receive you back if you repent. 
That word repent is not a scary word. It just means to say you're sorry, ask God for forgiveness, and turn away. If you are struggling with sin, if you are struggling in some area of your life where you know you should give it up to God, God has called you to give something up, but you keep on holding on. God has called you to stop doing something, but you keep on doing it. God has called you to worship. God has called you to come to church and to grow and to be a disciple, but you've been fighting them. Come on, right now is the time to surrender. Father, we surrender. Father, just pray that the rest of today, Father, your spirit would teach us surrender. You would lead us in that place of surrender. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody say. Come on, and everybody say. Come give a hand clap of praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Right now we're going to move into our hallelujah. We're going to move into our time of uh, breakouts. If you guys can go ahead and break out into your life groups. We got some exciting things. I'm hearing some good reports of life groups. So we're going to take the next three minutes. Three minutes, go ahead and pick a group. We're going to go ahead and just give you some announcements and love on you guys.
abecedario completo de la A a la Z. Doble <risa> R. Redimido. Redimido, man. Tú sabes cómo es. Al zurdo. Con el fenómeno. Fenomenal. Dice sí. Dime cuál es la razón. Less than one minute, less than one minute. Less than one minute, less than one minute. <laughs> 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. We're gonna break back in. 30 seconds, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. We're break back in. Go ahead and do me the favor and go ahead and break back in for me, please. If all the lovely people can go ahead and find their seats, we are going to get started. I'm excited, yo. Y'all know what's coming in within a month. I think it's called St. Patty's Day, right? St. Patty's Day, and when you have to wear green, if you don't wear green, they pinched you. Anybody know about that game? If you don't wear green on St. Patty's Day, they pinch you. Anybody? Okay. I guess we only did that. But anyways, I don't know why. I just had the urge to just do this. Y'all know the dance? I mean, I just did it really bad there. But anyways. Welcome to Elevate! Welcome to Elevate! I don't believe y'all. <laughs> I don't believe y'all won't say, what? What? Welcome to Elevate! Amen, amen, amen. I still don't believe you, but we're going to move on. Elevate, guys, every Friday at 7.30. 7.30, okay? Some of us, some of us, we got to tell our friends at 7.30 because I see some of them coming in at 8 o'clock. We still love them, though, amen? Our vision here, we say it all the time. When we come to church, we're very specific in what we do, and it's to love God and love people. This month, we are dedicating the sermons, what we come, what I'm sharing about loving people. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. Our strategy here is to connect, mentor, and send you. Tomorrow is J.C. Soldiers. Sunday is war, warriors, whoops. Uh, my, can someone help? The Saints, oh my gosh, like brain fart for real. Okay, tomorrow's JC Soldiers on Sunday, Cynthia and the Saints. Because I'm hearing some great things about life groups. Please come, we love you. Uh, last week, I'm gonna give a shout out, put Cynthia on the spot. Last week, she blessed us with pizza and breadsticks. So let's just give it up for leaders blessing others. It's always fun to bless others, and that's what we do here. <laughs> That's what we do here when we come to a life, but we want to bless you guys. Amen. So please come on out. It's a lot of fun. Tomorrow, we're meeting at Jason's house for my life group. So if you guys want to come, you're more than welcome. You guys are invited. Discipleship. Start the 101. All my disciples, if you have been in the discipleship process in this church, go ahead and stand up for me, please. I just want to see you. And you guys can look around for the people that are standing up. If you had all been in the discipleship, 201, 101. Oh, Dita, she stands up. Okay, you can stand up one day, girl. You can go pr prophetic on us. Amen. So take a good look around. If you are sitting down, we don't want to point you out. 
But we want you guys to be a part of discipleship. You guys can have a seat for me, please. That is the goal in our hearts. It's discipleship. We In discipleship, all it is is basically teaching you about Jesus Christ. We're growing with you guys. We're not going to say, like, hey, if you can't do this, we're going to kick you to the curb. We want you guys to grow in Jesus Christ. We know there's a lot of things that are in your life that are kind of messed up, right? When I came to the Lord, there were some things that were jacked up, right? Sex before marriage, pornography, lust, anger. There were some things messed up in my life. But the Lord done healed me, y'all. Come on now. Oh, y'all, you're looking like, ooh. Come on now. God can heal you. God can restore you. And God can lead you in the ways of righteousness. And it all happens through one-on-one. Amen. Next slide for me, please. As you move on. Our goal here is 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches to plant and 5,000 or 500. Whoa. 500 churches around the world, amen. If you believe we can do it, just say amen. Hallelujah. I believe God can do it through people, amen. Chicago SUM can't say much enough about it. If you guys have a call of God in your life, this is the place to be. Um, we're actually having some of our friends come and visit us from uh, the SUM cohorts um, from all around. You know, we have some SUM cohorts here at Faith World and City Light, some of our friends. You know, and it's just a place, guys, to just grow and learn more about Jesus and to be radical. That's the next level for you guys. If you guys want it, come talk to us. Amen. I mean, if you can do me a favor, go to stand to your feet. We're moving along here pretty quickly. I just want to get right into the message. It's a good one today. Our tithes and offering. A tithe is is what? Ten percent. Offering is whatever you offer God after your. Amen. We know it. Do we got a new number for us today? Do we got it? First person, $14.70. My man Tatu said, is he right? He's right. Hallelujah. Acts 20, 35 says this. Remembering the words of the Lord Jesus. What did he say? Come on, let's just bow our heads and just close our eyes. Father, just pray today, God, that you would use us, God. Father, we're sick and tired of the world. And in, in the desires of the flesh, Father, seem to have a lot of resources so it can go out and do what it has to do. Father, we want your kingdom. We want your church to prosper. And, Father, I pray that you would use us, Father God, to give to your church. Give us wisdom how to spend our money, Father God, and to bless you, Father, because in that is a blessing. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, come on up as you get for me, please. We got a good lesson. I want to get right into it. Come on up. Amen, 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 amen. Do me a favor. If you are ready for what God has for you today, do me a favor. Let me have the back row. This, is there people sitting here? There is two here. I want you guys to crowd as close as possible. I want you guys to find someone. There's some empty spaces up here. I want all the first two rows to be filled up. I want you guys as close as possible. Do me the favor. Help me out with that. And then while you're doing that, if you can also open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 9, and we're going to get into that. 
Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 8 is where we're going to be reading from today. And, and last week, who can remember what we talked about? Just shout it out. Evangelism, what else? Evangelism, what else? What else? To build relationships with people, amen. One person. Guys, do me a favor. Take some notes down. I believe it's going to bless you today. This entire month, check me out. I'm talking about evangelism, right? I'm talking about evangelism is this. I don't want to get too, like, fancy worded on you. Some of us don't know what that is. Evangelism is this. Going out and sharing your faith with somebody else. Talking to somebody about Jesus Christ. And I'm teaching and I'm preaching and I'm sharing how to do that. And then it came to me the other day. So I said, man, you know what? Some of us in here first need to get saved. You know, and as a pastor, some of the things that I want to do, I want to make sure that what I'm preaching is relevant for who I'm talking to. Right? I don't want to be saying one thing and it doesn't apply to you or you guys can't grasp it. Did you know that when Jesus talked sometimes, the people couldn't understand what he was saying? It just went right by their hands. Like, what is he talking about? Like the parable of the sower. Jesus told the parable of the sower about how the seed goes on, on different places, different soils. And he was representing the hearts. And he was saying this parable. And people were like, what in the world is he talking about? But then he went to his disciples like, here is a revelation of what I was sharing. Here's what I'm saying. And, and as I noticed it, as I'm preaching, I'm just like, man, I wanted to share, you know, some awesome things about evangelism, break out into this and do this. And I realized to myself, wait a minute, I can't really get into that. Because if I were to share that with you, it would go right over your head. You'd be like, what? And you'll come into church like, that made no sense. You ever been in a church where something made no sense to you? Just like, I don't even know what to, I mean, I grew up in a Spanish-speaking church. Not that I didn't speak Spanish, but like the pastor, he was talking about things just like, what? And so guess what I did? I fell asleep. Sunday morning, my father was the worship leader. I'd be in the balcony, and I'd make sure like he couldn't see me. Like I'll, I'll cross my body in such a way so he couldn't see me because like they can see, you know, you're changing the slides, you're controlling the music, and they can see your head. But if you lay back at a certain angle, they can't see you, so they can't tell you're sleeping. But so many times my father figured out, and he came upstairs. I hear footsteps. I'm like waking up. I'm like, amen, amen, amen. He's like, get downstairs, you know. But it's funny because I don't want that to be here right now. You know what I mean? I don't want that to be the same experience, what I had, that you guys are having now. So what I'm going to talk to you today, I want you guys to get it. It's for you. It's for every person in this place. I don't care if your great, great, great granddaddy is Moses. Okay, I don't care if you're related to St. Peter. I don't care if you're BFS. I, this is for everybody. This was even for me. Uh, if you can do me the favor, Cynthia, you can go ahead and get a, that video for me ready. How many of you guys are familiar with Mike Tyson? Okay, who? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, growing up. See, nowadays we have, who we got? Manny Pacquiao. We got Miguel Cotto. We have, who else? We got Bernard Hawkins Foreman. Floyd Mayweather. We got all these guys. When I grew up, when the family got together, they said, hey, we're ordering the fight. You down? We down. We all over my, uh, my aunt's house. It was the Puerto Rican side of the family. So whenever Puerto Ricans watch family, they get into the fight themselves. I don't know if you've ever been a part of that, but I remember going to my, my family's house, and they watched the fight like they're watching Oscar de la Hoya. I remember at that point in time, it was Tito Trinidad, and every time they fight, they're like, poño, 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 and they're like, I'm like, oh, I couldn't sit next to them because I was about to get his. It's like, oh, snap, you know, and this is always exciting, and I remember growing up, one of the top fighters 
was Mike Tyson. And I remember seeing this guy, I'm like, yeah, I'll be scared of him. But when this guy started to talk, I'm just like, for real? He has a really squeaky voice, but he has a big old body. Like, he can hurt you. Like, he can tear your head off. And I just remember watching these fights growing up, watching Mike Tyson. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm not preaching about Mike Tyson, y'all. And even though you're watching his back right now, like, it's just his back. It's a video. I want to talk to you today about information versus revelation. Check this out. Today in the church, a lot of people have a lot of information. And I might have shared this before. People have information. And when I say, if I were to say this, did you know that God loves you? If I were to ask somebody that, they'd be like, yeah. Yeah, no, if you, if you go out to the streets right now, just take any person walking up the street, you go up to them and say, do you know that God loves you? Yeah. As a matter of fact, we went to Mardi Gras, millions of people walking by us, and we said to them, some of the students were like, do you know God loves you? Yeah. And they're drinking like this giant fish bowl over here, like exposing themselves over here. Like, yeah, I know Jesus loves me, they would say. And uh, I think everybody could, would say that. And, and see, everybody has the information that God loves us because we get that from the word. But I don't think we have the revelation. Right? Going back to my man, Mike Tyson. You can play the video for me. When Mike Tyson got into a ring, people would tell you, hey, if Mike Tyson were to hit you, it would hurt. Right? And I would tell you myself with conviction saying, hey, Mike Tyson hits hard. If he were to hit you, you're knocked out. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. There's an information knowing and watching Mike Tyson dude hits hard. Dude hits hard. See, we have the information that Mike Tyson hits hard. Now imagine this. I were to step into a ring with Mike Tyson. Michael Buffer announcing me. In this corner, Adam Hot Sauce Nieves. Right, right. Adam Hot Sauce Nieves. And in this corner, Mike Tyson. The crowd goes wild. Ding, ding, ding. About three seconds in, I'm going to have the revelation that Mike Tyson hits hard. It won't be at that point just information. At that point in time, I think I can run away for a couple seconds. But when he knocks me, when he hits me in the head, my knees are going to give in. I might be seeing birds, right? You know what I mean? And at that moment in time, Mike Tyson hits hard. My brain's going to tell me everything that this dude hits hard. You can stop playing so violent. He's biting his ear now. Amen. But you see what I'm understand what I'm what I'm trying to tell you today. Could you could you please? <laughs> just letting it go. Please stop it. He's now fighting the ref. <laughs> Not where I wanted to go. But you see the illustration. Hang with me here. Many people today in the church have the information that God loves them. It's information. It's just news. But they don't have the revelation, the encounter of God's love. See, if you were to ask me over here, hey, does Mike Tyson hit hard? Hey, he hits hard. You ask me over here, does Mike Tyson hit hard? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. And you see, today in the church, what happens is when we're talking about evangelism and, and sharing that love for God, what happens is we need to be people of fire. But we can't go out and share something that we haven't encountered ourselves. 
It's the hardest thing to do. Having a revelation with Jesus is the easiest thing to do. You know what you do? You come after him and say, God, pour out your spirit. Pour out your spirit. The Bible says this in Hebrews 12, verses 28 and 29, that our God is an all-consuming fire. Say that with me. All. Come repeat after me. Say all. Consuming fire. One more time. Say all. Consuming fire. Do you know what that means? The Bible gives these adjectives to Jesus, to God. He is an all-consuming fire. I was sharing with leadership today, and if you talk to firemen anywhere, they will tell you if a fire gets hot enough, if it starts to grow and, it's, and, it's, and it gets to get hotter, it'll consume anything around it. It doesn't even have to touch it. Check, check this out. If a fire were to start increasing and its temperature getting hot, it doesn't even have to touch something. Something will go up in flames. So if fire is starting over here, and it's hard enough, this thing's going to catch fire. Just cover. The Bible says that God is an all-consuming fire. What that means for us today as Christians is that when we come here in the church, we can have the hope and the expectation and the knowledge that when we come in here saying, God, I want you to come. I just don't want it to be information, but I want the revelation of your love. He comes down as an all-consuming fire. Here's the thing. And I noticed it happens in the church. And I was guilty. Sometimes we don't allow God to consume us all. Sometimes we don't allow God to consume Talking about information versus revelation. Talking about information Sometimes we don't allow the all-consuming fire to consume us all. And what we say is, God, I'll give you my Friday nights. I'll give that up for you. But I won't give up this. I won't give up this relationship. I won't give up my boyfriend. I won't give up my girlfriend. I won't give up this nasty habit. I won't give up this. God, I won't stop doing this. God, I won't do this. You can have all this, but I'm not giving you that. We may be struggling with sin. God may be telling us to do something, and we're not doing it. So we're saying, God, I know you're an all-consuming fire. I know that. God, I know you're an all-consuming fire. I know that. But you can't have this. It's funny because you know what? Some of us don't even say that. Imagine if you're praying that. You won't even pray that, but you know what? You'll do it. So what we'll do is this. We'll praise that. God, I'll give you everything. I love you, God. Come fulfill my family. God, I love you. Do this, do this. And then we'll go out. And instead of giving God everything, we'll just... I want to talk to you today about Christianity. And this is... If you guys don't know about it, it's, it's Christ-like. That's what that word means. Christianity is Christ-like. It's only used three times in the Bible, by the way. The word disciple, way much more than even Christianity or Christians. But here's the thing. When you come to Jesus, he wants it all. Do you know that? The moment that you say, God, I love you, I want you in my life, he doesn't say, I just want you to come on a Friday night or just a little bit of your, I want your whole entire life. I want your family, I want your friends, I want your money, I want it all. See, today we have this idea and concept that we can come to Christ just, you know, the way we are and leave the same way. 
as if it doesn't require anything out of us to be a Christian, to live for God. See, Christianity, living for Jesus, is going to require that you give everything. Christianity, living for Jesus, is going to require that you give everything. If you haven't given, given up anything for Jesus, chances are your Christianity is not worth anything. It's just words. It's just talk. Well, I, don't, I didn't have to give up anything. Well, then that doesn't mean anything to you. There's no value in that. And we become like a, a harlot. That word means like a, someone who uh, sells themselves like a prostitute. We become a prostitute in the church. That's a strong word, but the Bible says that when we do that, when we say, God, I love you here, and we go back and we mess around with the things in the world, it calls us a harlot, it calls us a prostitute. You're prostituting your love. He requires all of it. He's an all-consuming fire, and that's the way it works. So you can't get around the Bible and say, God, I'm just going to do it like this. As in a sense, you can try to figure God out and say, God, I'm, I'm only going to give half of my life. I'm only going to do this. All of it, all consuming. Your plans, your future. Hello, somebody. He wants all of it. And until you do that, you won't be fully satisfied. But here's the thing. Everybody's having struggles with that. Just when I said that there were people in this place just like, I can't do that. There are people who had an offense towards God. Like, why does he want it all? Why does he want it all? Like, what in the world? Crossing your hands. You're just like, I can't believe this. He wants my girlfriend? Yeah, he wants your girlfriend. Because you're not even living right with her. Hello, somebody. You're not even living right with her. Yeah, he wants that nasty habit. Because you know why? It's, it's something you do in secret. Yeah, he wants this. Yeah, he wants your money. Because you know why? You keep on giving it to things that never satisfy our heart, thinking that one day you're going to find something or have enough money to be satisfied in your life. But you're going to find out you'll be the most miserable. Because you cannot love God and love money, the Bible says. You cannot love God so what do we do? Here's the thing. And I just want to teach you this. And it just comes from my personal experience. And you can ask anybody that's had uh, the revelation of God. This is what we're going for. I just don't want information, but I want a revelation. I want a revelation. I want the whole full night. God, I want your, to feel your love in this place. Let's get to the Bible. I don't think y'all believe me. Hebrews, or rather, Acts chapter 9. I don't think y'all believe me. Hebrews, or rather, Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 9. And let's read up on some people that got an encounter, that got the revelation of God's love. Acts chapter 9. If you're there, say I'm there. Acts chapter 9. If you're there, say I'm there. Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 8. Let's read this. It's a story about Saul, a man who we know now to be as Paul. Paul wrote three-fourths of the New Testament. Check this out. The Christian faith, Christianity, what we have right now, we owe it to this man and how God used him. Before Paul ever wrote three-fourths of the New Testament, before he ever became preaching the gospel, planting churches, an on-fire man of God, he was persecuting, killing Christians. This is his story, Saul's conversion. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went out to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way, 
whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice to him say, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Verse 5, who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. Just in short, Saul's on his way to Damascus. It's called the Damascus Road. And he's on his way. This man is persecuting Christians. At this point in time, he loathes, he hates Christians. He was brought up in the Pharisaical law. What that means, he was taught around people who didn't believe in Jesus, who thought when the God would come back, because the Jewish people believe God's going to come back, but they thought he was going to come back as a king, like King David. He was going to conquer people. But when Jesus came back, he was born in a manger, riding on a donkey, they're like, this can't be our king. This can't be. So they rejected the idea that it will be God. They rejected that this Jesus guy, he's not our king. But yet Jesus still went out and did miracles, healed the sick, cast out demons, preached the word, preached the kingdom of heaven. And this man saw, grew up around the people, said, no, this, this Jesus guy, he's not the real deal. He's a liar. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless and they heard a sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. Saul's on his way to Damascus and then he gets a vision of Jesus. He stops him on the road. The horse stops him when she was riding on, stops him. And he sees this bright light and he hears his voice. Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who is it? It is I, Jesus. Who is it? I love this. Here's a man who in his whole entire previous life, before that point, before God came to him, was doing everything wrong. Was doing everything wrong, even killing Christians. But here comes God. God, full of love and grace and mercy, comes up to this man who's persecuting Christians. Can you go off for me just a little bit? I want to read it up. Can you go off for me? Just a little more, a little more. Go up. Earlier verses. I'm sorry. Earlier verses. He says this. Verse 5. Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. See, Jesus didn't have to come up to him and say, hey, look, you're, you're, you're doing wrong. Stop. He could have just came and sent some angels down and took him out. But how gracious God was. How, how, how much God was loving of him to give him a second chance. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And we're talking about evangelism. We're talking about sharing your faith with, with, with other people. Guess what? You're probably going to talk to people that are really bad. That probably have a worse off than you. That probably did some things that you didn't want to talk about. And guess what you're going to talk to them about? The love of God. Before we talk about that, guess what we need to have? The love of God. Saul had an encounter with Jesus. And if you go down, I believe it's verse 27. Right there, right there. I'm sorry, 20. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogue that Jesus is the Son of God. I love that. I completely love that because it just shows that when you get a revelation of Jesus Christ, here's what happened to Saul. He was killing Christians at the beginning of this chapter. Remember that. 
and to verse 20, verse 20, it says, At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a man who had a revelation, not just information of Jesus, to drastically, so radically change the course of his life from killing Christians to assaulting the gospel to then saying at once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. Do you know why Saul was so convinced? And even though later on in this chapter it says they even tried to kill him right here, verse 23, after many days had gone by, the Jews conspired to kill him. That's how radical, that's how crazy he was for Jesus. You know what happened to this man? He got a revelation of God's love. You know what happened to me on January 4, 2008? You know what happened? An encounter with God's love. You know what happened? An encounter with God's love. And for many of you in this place, you have a similar story. It was it. You, could, you couldn't fake it. You know that it was God and that was a real thing. Like, I can't, I don't even know what just happened right now. Like, oh my gosh, like, we're talking about love, but I feel something in my heart. Like, it just makes me want to cry. It just makes me want to shout. I just feel like this joy in my heart. What is that? That's God. You have a revelation of his love. And many people today, what they're lacking is that encounter with Jesus Christ. And it's not that God would hold it back from us. He didn't. That's never the point because he gave us Jesus Christ. He gave us everything, the fullness of God, Jesus Christ in person, died on the cross. So I'm thinking to myself, where is it, God, that when you poured out your love to us, you wanted us to feel the heaven encounter, not just head knowledge, but I want to know it the same way I can know that Mike Tyson, when he punches, it hurts because I've experienced it. That same love, God, when I say that, God, you love me, I can feel it, I can experience I want that same thing. What happens when God says, I pour it out to you freely? The Bible says that he gives it to us freely to all people. He doesn't say it for this, just a Christian, I just love you, and then say it for the people who are sinning, I don't love you. He says, look, I love the entire world that I gave my son. My son. I came down there and died. See, there was no, I, I like these people, I like these people. What happens is, somewhere down, we, we just, we, we became comfortable with the information. It's like, okay. But there's this whole entire aspect, this whole entire side of Christianity where we miss it, where we lose it. And we've lost the encounter with God's love. You know what happens? Is we put things before God. Some of us today have even been to church for a long periods of time. Have even been here for maybe a couple months. Maybe it's your second week. The reason why that passion for God is dwindling down. reason why you can't experience or encounter the, the love of God is because there's some things in your life that you put before God. because there's some things in your life that you've said to yourself, I'm going to... I'd rather stay in this relationship because I'd rather do this even though it's not the best thing for me. And God's word says I probably shouldn't be doing it because I'm doing things that compromise my faith. I'm probably sinning, but I'm still going to do it. There are things that we put before God. There are things that we put before God. Be sin, struggling with sin, having trouble giving up things, losing your passion. What is it? Everyone in this place can be identified with that. Everyone in this place. What is it? Think about it. You know what you got to do? And say, God, I give you all these things. Here's the thing. When I encountered God's love, I would give him anything. I'm telling you, this is the craziest thing. And I'm going to tell you my story. Just give you an example. When I encountered God's love at that point in time, 
I was I was in a relationship with a girl that I shouldn't have been in the sex before marriage. This girl I've been in a year long relationship with her. And I went up there and I encountered the love of God. I came back to my seat. I said, we got to cut this relationship off. You see, when you get an encounter of the love of God, you won't look back into your life and say, I can't give it up. No, you'll say, God, whatever it takes. God, if you want this, I'll give it to you. You want this, I'll give it to you. My family, it's yours. You want this, I'll give it to you. You won't even think about it because the love of God just fills you up. It overwhelms your soul. It's not even, oh, maybe it's like, no, it's done. It's done. It's the love of God. You can have that. You can take the world. Just give me Jesus. That's why we sing songs like that. Somebody who wrote that song just had an encounter of God's love. I am satisfied. I'm made whole in Jesus. I don't need a girl. Hello, somebody. I don't need a wife to complete me. Sometimes we look at it like this, like, oh, she's my better half. No, no, no. You're complete. You're whole in Christ. It's two whole people coming together. Amen. But in that same way, when you have a revelation of God's love, nothing can compare. Everything else is secondary. And that's what we need to encounter today. It's that same love when Jesus died on the cross. What do you think was going through his mind? Do you think in his mind, he's just, I can't believe these people. Like, oh, I got to do this. But he was up there to the very last breath. Father, your will be done. If ever his love was in question, look to the cross. It's an encounter with Jesus Christ. I find it being a pastor, sometimes, you know, the example of, you know, being the most excited person here, you know, being the one to say, hey, young Jesus, jumping up, you know, sometimes it makes it seem like you're silly. But sometimes even for myself, I get to a place where it's just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm just barely making it. You know what happened? And I look back in my life, it says, somewhere down the road, I've left the encounter of God's love. I've left it. You know what it is? It's just coming to my knees, closing the door. No one's around, getting on my face and saying, God, pour out your love. Pour out your love on me again. I love you, Jesus. You died on the cross for my sins. I want to feel it. I want to experience it. And going back to step number one and letting you feel you all over again. Getting tears to my eyes. I'm thinking about it because that's what he does. I don't have to sit down and beg, God, show me your love, please, please. It's just he, he'd pour it out. But if, you can willing, if you're willing in this place to get rid of some things, let go of some sin in your life. Come on now. Let go of some of the things that you know you probably shouldn't be in in the first place. And come back to God and say, God, I give it all to you. God, pour out your love. Pour out your love. Saul, a man who had been persecuting Christians, one moment in the presence of God changed his entire life. And everything that we have as far as the New Testament can be attributed, can be given credit to this man, Paul, who first was crazy. You would never look at Paul or Saul like he's going to do this. No, 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 no. And I'm looking at a lot of people here today. You know what the devil is saying? Don't believe him. Don't believe him. You, you serious? Oh, man, that's, that's going to make you weak. Are you going to pray? You're going to raise your hands? or going to laugh at you. See, the devil will come and love to steal that seed. Love to distract you. Love to say, hey, that's not even possible. That's not even true. And even in, during this time, it, it, he can become whispering in her ear, that's not for you. You can be strong. Don't go out there for prayer. Because he knows there's something happening when you let go of yourself and say, God, I'm done doing it my way. 
God, I'm going to do it your way. See, what happens is you have an encounter. Check this out. You have an encounter of God's love. It's the real thing. I mean, I, I can explain it. What happens? Oh, you cry. Boogers come running out your nose. I mean, you're happy. You shout. There's some of the things what happens. But I'd rather have you experience it. You know what happens? You get filled with the joy and love that you can't hold it inside that you have to share it with other people. I remember when I got, when I rededicated my life, I went back home and preached to my parents. I tried to get them saved. I mean, if you guys don't know this, they go to church. They're saved. That's <laughs> how so much I was just in love with Jesus. I went back to my parents and told them everything the message said. This is what God did for me, and he can do it for you too. <laughs> it's like, we love Jesus. I'm glad you love him. I'm glad you're figuring it out now. I mean, I couldn't keep it in. I told the people, the relationships with my friends, hey, what's good? And they talk, started swearing. I was like, man, I don't swear no more. I said, like, what do you mean? And then I was like, I don't swear no more. I was like, what? And they tried to make me say something like, no, I don't do it, dude. And it's like, yeah, you do. I was like, no, I don't. I'm serious. Like, I've changed. God's changed me. His love, and he can change you too. Are you serious? <laughs> and then notice, like, man, what's wrong with Adam? What's happening to Adam? It's the love of God. And that's the greatest thing that can happen into your life. You see, here's the thing. That's the greatest thing that can happen into your life. Before you go out and share that love, let's come up here and experience that love. Amen. I'm all about experiencing the love of Christ. Get it in your heart. What's stopping you right now? Is it a fear? What's stopping you from getting in the presence of God and being a son or a daughter and saying, God, come meet with me today right now? What's stopping you? Come meet with me today right now. What's Some of the silliest things that we can say, well, I can't do it. Well, I can't do this. Everything that you think is stopping you, come and you get to Jesus and say, God, I want to experience your love. And just cry out to him. Amen. You guys can stand to your feet for me, please. It's exactly what we're going to do right now. We're going to allow the all-consuming fire to come and consume us. Here's the thing. If you don't mean it, don't come up here. And this is not like a double thing. Like, I want you to mean it so you can come up here. If you mean it, come up. Because if you just do it for sure, it's going to hurt you. Because then at the end, you're going to be like, well, God, you didn't do anything. Well, you never really came. Yeah, you came up to the front, but your heart, you left it back in the back seat. You never really came. Where are you at? I'm talking to you. Where are you at? Where's your heart today? I don't know about you. But I'm not going to sit back and say, just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I don't have to come up and pray and seek the face and seek the love of God and just be in his presence. As a matter of fact, because I'm a pastor, because I'm a leader and because there's leaders here, we're the first ones that will say, hey, I need this. This is the best part. Come on. Like you ever been to a water park? I, went, I mean, growing up, we used to go to water parks with my family. And, you know, we were so eager. We couldn't wait for the girls to start finish changing. Me and my brother just run out to the first slide. Like, we were ready. My dad's like, what are you doing? Like, we, we're gone. You know, me and we're just going in there, having a good, because you see everything that God can do. Let's come expecting. Let's come eager. Here's the thing. If you're struggling with sin, if you're struggling, if, if your passion for Jesus is dwindling down, and I'm not talking about, well, well, you know your passion for Jesus is dwindling down because you struggle even wanting to pray. You struggle even with the thought of even coming to church. You struggle with the thought, I don't have to do this anymore. Your passion for Jesus has been on E, and you're just barely making it. 
Well, God has called you to give some things up. If you can do me some favor, Cynthia, you can just play some, some music in the background for us. What I'm going to do is I'm going to release you guys to pray. I'm going to release you to pray. And this is all that we're going to do right now. Because God, he's a spirit. So we're not going to be talking to our neighbors. We're just going to be talking to God. We're going to focus on him. Amen. And this is as simple as it's going to do. I'm going to instruct you. Some of us, it may be our first time. And I'm excited because guess what? You're going to encounter a revelation with Jesus. Oh, that's our heart. If you guys could do me a favor, just close your eyes right now. Just in an attitude of prayer, in an attitude of worship. With all eyes closed around this place. There's some sinners in this place. There's some people with some issues in their lives. And they haven't had an encounter with Jesus in some time. If that's you, just go ahead and slip your hand up. No shame, no shame. This hand's going up. Don't look around. You know you need it. If you're looking around to get some confirmation that you need Jesus, then you're missing the point. You need him. You need him. Hands going up right now. Hands going up. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to release you guys to come up to this altar. You come up, you find a place up here. You don't have to shout. You can pray. You can say, God, show me your love. And if there's some things in your life, this is what we're going to do. We're going to repent. That's saying, God, I'm done with the old ways. I want your love. Amen. Then after we're done praying this, we're going to pray that God would use us to go share that love. Amen. So, Father, right now, just pray in Jesus' name that, Jesus, you would begin to touch hearts. Jesus, you will begin to touch hearts right now. If you can do me a favor, if you can fill me up by Jesus' culture. God, I just pray right now that you begin to work on our hearts in this place, God, that every person, God, would have a revelation of Jesus Christ. God, I pray right now, Father, you open up the heavens right now and pour it out. Pour it out. Pour out your love. Corn, if that's you and you've raised your hand, come up to these altars right now. No shame. You just want Jesus. You're just madly in love with Jesus. Just come on up. Find a place. Find a place. And just start crying out to God. Make it intimate. Come on, just say, God, I love you. God, I want to experience it. God, I want it for me. I want it for my family. I'm done running around. I'll give it all. I'll give it all. I'm tired of playing games. If my neighbor wants to play games, God, I won't play games with you. Father, though the world may forsake me, God, I have Jesus. You can take everything, but just give me Jesus. Just give me the Holy Spirit. If I know that he loves me, I can make it. If I know that he's with me, I can make it. If I know that he lives inside of me, I know I can make it. Father, I pray right now that you pour out your spirit upon all persons in this place right now right now father fill us up with your spirit's power come on you're praying and asking god for it here's what we're going to do you guys are going to start praying your own words you go after god make it personal he knows you so there's no point in trying to hide just come to God and say, God, this is where I'm at. This is what's happening. God, come change that. Come break that. Come mold me. Come make me different. Come on, right now. Right now, right now. Come on, pray, 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 pray.
Listen, we got five more minutes. Five more minutes before we dismiss. I want you to give it everything you got. No reserve. Don't hold nothing back. Don't say, I'm going to save some worship for later. Right now, go after God. Go after him. Say, pour it out. Pour it out, Holy Spirit. Pour it out. Pour it out. I want more. I want more of you in my life. I'm done depending on my own strength. Pour it out. Pour it out. Father, I repent for thinking that I know it all. Holy Spirit, come pour it out. I want more. I want more. I want more. Father, for those who are, who are debating, for who are struggling right now of, of whether or not they should give it up, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would lead them back by kindness. Right now, Father God, I pray that kindness would enter in their hearts, knowing what you did, Jesus. When you died on that cross, it wasn't free. It wasn't free. It cost you your life. It cost you everything. It cost you everything. Father, we give it all. We give everything right now. Come on, these next couple moments, just press in.
If you guys can stand up for me, please. We're just going to close out in prayer. If you can hold somebody's hand for me, please. Remember, it's, it's a revelation of his love. If you ever get to a point where you're not feeling it, stop, 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 stop. Don't go any further. Don't, don't come. Don't just tell us what we want to hear. How's everything going? Everything's going good. You know there's some things that, man, it's not going good right now. Don't give us like, man, it's everything's cool. Come and say, hey, come pray for me. i got experience in love with I missed that. I forgot what that's like. I want it. I miss that joy. He pours it out. All eyes closed. Father, I just pray for every person in this place, God, the second chances that you've given us all. Come on, there's some people in this place that have been given a second chance. God is saying, hey, look, the slate, all your mistakes up to this point, gone. I've covered them through Jesus Christ. I've covered them. Don't look to the past. Right now, you've been cleansed. Right now is a new life. Right now, everything is perfect. Jesus now go out. Bible says he gives us his spirit. You have the Holy Spirit inside of you. You make a mistake, come back to Jesus, I'm sorry, and repent. Never do it again. And let him work on you. Let him lead you into the ways of righteousness. That means to be right before God. When I gave my life to the Lord, there were some things that I kept on doing. And I said, God, I want to repent. And I did repent. Guess what happened? I stopped doing those things and I turned away from them. I said, God, you're more important. God, you're worth it. Being in his presence, being, having an encounter with his love, I can leave those things easily. That is where we need to stay. Father, I pray and I thank you for the second chances that have been given in this place because of your love. Because of your love. Father, I pray that that passion will be burnt and Father, flamed in them, God, that they won't have to fake it that it wouldn't be something that they shout here in church and they go home and they feel depressed. But God, even when they're home, the presence of the Almighty God, the all-consuming fire, would meet them where they're at, Father. No matter what the circumstance, you said there is nothing that can separate us from your love, Father. No height, no death, nor angels, nor demons. Nothing in this world can separate us from your love. And I pray, God, that you would remind us of that as we leave here today, this very day. That when we leave, so does your love. That when we go somewhere, so does your love. That when we walk into a place, so does your love, Father. And I pray that you would do that and remind us that you would use us this month, Father, to be carriers of your love, of your genuine, awesome, radical love that people around us would be inclined to ask us, man, something's different about you. Something's different about you. What is it? You've changed. And Father, we would be able to testify of the great love of Jesus. We'd be able to testify of the cross. Not the works that we did. We wouldn't say how many songs we sang. We wouldn't say how many church services we've been to. But we can say it's because the love of Jesus is in my life. And I've been changed. And Father, I pray that these changed people will go out and change the world. Father, teach us how to remain in your presence to go ahead and share that love with others as we do it. Father, pray that you would use them. I pray for encounters this week, Father, with their family, 
with their friends, for people in this service, brothers, to still remain with that encounter. I pray this in Jesus' name. And if you believe it, go ahead and say amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come on, he's so worth it. I love you guys. Just really quickly, we're going to open up the back cafe for you guys to hang out and chill out. But there's some things that you want to just come up and pray. I know I couldn't go around and lay hands on everybody. I know some of you guys came up. If you guys want to stay, there are some things in your heart that you want me to pray for. I'll be right up here. And we'll leave this place as a time of prayer. If you, if you guys want to go ahead and just hang out and fellowship with each other. Fellowship of the life of Jesus week. But if you need prayer for anything in your life, I'm going to be up here. You guys can come and